and welcome to Bag Society, our first ever episode. Bag Society. I'm Jordan. Yes. <laughs> I'm Jordan, your host. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Along with my other co-hosts, we got Scott over here. Hello. And we got Chris. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? All right. So for our first ever episode, we thought about taking over and talking about some real estate. Yes. Yeah. So we were having a conversation. Um, we we're talking about uh, the what was it called? Prefinance. Uh, refinance. Refinance. Like, right. Yeah, I was I was questioning that. Yeah, refinance <laughs> with the <laughs> with the ten thirty ten. So so you're not, you're conflating two things again. Okay, so we'll get to it. All right, all right. But I do want to say I think like the purpose of this podcast in general is like to just explore different financial topics, right? Correct. So yeah. hopefully, as we go on. You know, maybe we'll like kind of focus on like one or two topics every episode. Yeah. And yeah. kind of do a deep dive, right? Because like I don't think any of us are super knowledgeable in like one area. Not even so close. like it's not it's just it's not even a learning experience for like a listener, but even for us like ourselves, right? Like that's right. Going into that research and understanding more about the financial sector and different influences and Hopefully, how you can best use it to your advantage. Correct. Uh, and not like, you know, not trying to preach anything. There's no right way. No, I mean, there's some wrong ways, but I don't we don't want to right fumble way, the bag sure. here. Don't want to fumble the bag. You want someone to listen oh, in, I see. learn something, <laughs> decide maybe they want to do that. <laughs> exactly. We are trying to be successful in every way. Yeah. I mean, we totally are. I mean, I- as much as me trying to build like a, a, a media company at the same time, I'm also I've been spending my weekends down in the downtown Chicago. I live in the suburbs currently, and I'm like looking at these condos, right? Seeing the prices, and some of them are like you know half a mil or less, really. Yeah. And I'm just looking. I'm just like, oh man, I, I'm looking to rent right now, but at the same time, I, I, I still want to buy some of these condos because some of these high rises are super nice and they're actually not that expensive and they are very uh, desirable, especially in like places like uh, River North. Uh, Uptown, South Loop, the uh, or even like uh, Bucktown, Logan Square. Very, um, like, let's say you put your condo up for uh, rent, you're going to get at least 100 applicants in two weeks. But, but I mean, like, this is in the city of Chicago, right? This is in the city of Chicago. All right, let me play the devil's advocate. I mean, like, yes, the city of Chicago is nice, but, like, in five years, how nice do you think Chicago is going to be? Even nicer. You think so? Even nicer. Chicago is very expensive. Chicago is expensive for a reason, and it's and it's not because it's a bad place. I'm not saying it's a bad place, but I don't. I just I don't know. Like it's so weird to market or even to see. There's a city. I have three million people that need a house. That's true. So here's the thing, and this is something like a lot of people have to learn: is it's not about where you want to live. It's just where people are living. That's true. And too. willing to live. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you you know, you. that's why a lot of people start out with, like, I'd say, like, lower income stuff because, one, it's more affordable, uh, but it's also in a, I don't want to say desirable neighborhood, but there's people that live there for a certain reason, right? Because, like, you know, their income can justify whatever uh, the going rent and, you know, cost of living is in that, in that area. So if you're talking downtown Chicago, like, odds are if you're living down there, you're making some money because it's expensive, right? It yeah. is expensive. And wherever they're working, you know, their their pay is probably commensurate with like where they where they are. The real question is if you start looking at like I don't know how Chicago is, but when you start talking like big cities like that and you're talking condos, 
you're talking, you got to buy in bulk because the condo fee is what's going to kill you. The HOA. So you'll see those condos like, you're like, oh, man, that's not bad. And then you'll see that the condo fee is as much as the mortgage. And next thing you know, your cost of owning that property is doubled. Yeah. And you might not be able to get much more than that. Okay, see, see, this is something I didn't know. I've always heard, like, when you're buying in Chicago, what you really have to watch out for is, like, the property tax on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and that's going to be included in your in your mortgage, right? Right. So, like, your property tax is going to be all rolled up into your, um, uh, oh, my God, the escrow. So, your escrow fund. So, like, you have your <clears> – <throat> so, when you look at a mortgage, and we can do, like, a whole episode on mortgages, man. It's a wild world. Why don't we start like, on what escrow is? Okay, man, we'll start at the basics here. All right, so you go and you're looking to buy a house, right? Right. So when you go and you're like, okay, I need to get a mortgage on this property. Okay. And what you're going to have is like your mortgage payment is going to be broken into two parts. What they call P and I, which is pay, uh, payment and interest, Okay. which is like the cost of the mortgage, right? That's like, you know, the principal plus the interest that you're going to owe every month. Amortized over 30 years. Okay. And then you have your escrow payment, which is like money that's held in this like account that it can only be used for certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's usually uh, for insurance and taxes. So that way you're not like, you know, having to pay every year like uh, a lump sum in taxes, which like in, in my area, I think my taxes on my house last year were like, I don't know, I think it was like nine grand. Damn. So that way you're not coming up every October with nine grand to lay down, right? It's like broken yeah. out over the oh, year. Yeah. My okay. ass would be like blindsided by that every time too. Yeah, I'm sure multiple yeah. people would be like, <laughs> yeah. So that's why they have escrow. So like you can hold. It's like escrow is anything, right? That's like escrow is like usually it's an account that um, nobody really makes money on. I mean, there are people who make money on it, but like it's just like okay, you have two entities. And you need somebody to hold money for these two entities. So that's what the escrow is. It's just like there to like kind of manage these funds, you mm-hmm. know, so that way these two parties aren't, there's no conflict of interest, right? It's like a third party that's holding these funds okay. until whatever it, the conditions of the contract are satisfied. And then it's paid out from this escrow account. Okay. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So, so when you're looking at your mortgage, like your monthly mortgage amount is usually your actual payment from money borrowed and then your escrow combined. And that's usually your mortgage payment that like, people don't really break it down any further than that. Uh, Cause that's the one thing that just comes out. No, I mean, um, I, now I your escrow think account about can it, be so. a- adjusted. Yeah. But then you have your condo fee. Condo fee is not included in that shit. Okay. So condo fee is a whole different beast. Like and, you just got to pay that shit every month. And you said that can be like as much as your mortgage, which is, Wow, if really? not more. So, like you, like when you look in DC, because I was looking at some places in DC. I'm like, man, these are cheap, right? I'm talking like 250 grand, okay. which is nothing, and they're like nice places. And then, so like 250 grand, you know, you're thinking like, okay, I got like maybe a 1200, 1250 mortgage a month. The condo fee might be fourteen hundred dollars a month. Jeez. So that's how they get you. Huh? That's why so because when you're looking at condos. You're looking at the association. So you don't own your outer four walls, right? You don't own the outside, right? right? So that's managed by the condo association. So that's all insured under them. You know, if you have any amenities, uh, you know, landscaping, all that stuff is uh, covered under the condo fee. Correct. And obviously anything between shared walls and things of that nature. 
or garbage, you know, removal, things of that. So like the nicer the area and the nicer the condo, the, the more expensive the fee. Okay. Because you're paying, you know, for those amenities and for those conveniences, but you kind of own the property, right? It's like, it's like the, the best of both worlds, like having an apartment where like you have like relatively low maintenance, but you still can get some value out of that. Right. Where you can still build equity right. and build a little bit of wealth down the line. Okay. So um, that, that makes so, a lot of sense yeah. because yeah, you're still in that, uh, that building, let's say like I, I, I bought a condo in the high rise. Yeah. You're still in that building and they still take care of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because uh, I again, I've been like looking at these like really nice ones, and they have like the indoor pools. You know, oh, Chicago's very famous. Chicago apartments are very famous for their amenities, really, because they have like you know massive indoor Olympic pools. Um, Doesn't Trump have loaded. one up there? Trump Tower is there, but I'm not sure that you can buy an apartment there. I, oh. I think it's just office space. I, I can't be certain, but I think it's just office space. But you know, Trump Tower, you can point it out easily. It's it's there. <laughs> um. But uh, like fully loaded fitness centers, office spaces, all of that. So, yeah, I imagine. Oh, I, there was one I was looking at. They had like a dog groomer inside. That yeah. was like in a virtual golf course. Yeah, I, I imagine that would come like a hefty condo price on there because it's all mostly condos, you know. So, yeah, in Chicago, those uh, those are some nice uh, high rises, nice condos. To me, I, like I get what you're saying about like it's not where you want to live. It's like what people are willing to pay for well, and what other people want to live. To me, in Cook County alone, there's about, you know, there's three and a half million people. Insane. And like I said, like, as I was looking at apartments, especially in like, you know, the, the must-have areas like River North, which is like the Chicago's entertainment district, um, I remember I checked out one apartment and they said they put it up for a lease about, uh, uh, not lease, but like for rent about like six days ago. They already had like uh, 50 applicants. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, like, I honestly feel like everybody has money nowadays. Like, I feel like everybody has money. Do you have money? I don't I, have I don't, money. I don't, I don't even know if it's about the applicants, man. It's about, like, yeah, like, I can buy anything, but if I'm over leveraged and I'm not making any money, like, I don't care how many people want to live there. Yeah, it's not worth it, right? It's, I mean, like, like, those kind of buildings, Yeah, you know, so, I mean, th- those are, like, multi- million dollar like hedge fund investment like you know capital blackrock movie like, <laughs> yeah well actually blackrock uh you know like when zillow was doing all the i buying stuff yes. um blackrock was the biggest house purchaser in like the united states for a while oh like sure. they were going into these and they were overpaying on purpose to mm-hmm. drive up the prices of other houses in the areas where they own properties it, it seemed to have worked a little bit Wow. Oh, it totally worked. Yeah. Wow. Because they saw this boom and they wanted to be like, they're like, hey, if we can just all like, you know, there's no competition there. Um, so is that is so they did this in the 2008, 2009? What? No, no they this did this was up, like up until like a, lot, a year ago. Yeah. Oh, this was very recent. What? Zillow just stopped yeah. buying houses. I want to say last year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They when did, the, it was called iBuyer. Yeah, they weren't really turning a profit on it. Yeah, because what they were doing is they were trying to utilize Zillow's like algorithms to like make an offer, like literally all cash offers to these people. Right. Uh, uh, and they were you? like overpaying because their algorithm wasn't oh, like, yeah. as accurate as they thought they were. So and they were overpaying uh, they go in cash. 
in cash. Oh my yeah, god! A lot of people were just price. A lot of people like first time home buyers were just priced the fuck out. You know, by these oh corporations. Dude. It was crazy. God. It was crazy, dude. Yeah, they lost. They lost a ton of money. They it's, lost a shit ton of money. But that's what was happening, right? Because I, I like when I was trying to find a place, I was like, dude. People, people were getting outbidded like with within like, like if you like the market was so hot. Like as soon as you put it on the market, right, you were getting cash. You were getting so, and you were getting overpaid. Like you said, I didn't know it was BlackRock that was doing that. It might not have been BlackRock, yeah, but they definitely helped. Uh, well, the you just—he just, was yeah. You just said there was like, a lot of investors and stuff. Yeah, just like anybody, right? There was like a whole. Com- I mean, BlackRock was just like leading the way, like silently. They were just like gobbling up all these properties. Yeah, and once one, but, comp- like, there's there's other investors out there that were doing the same right. same shit. And as soon as like one big corporation does it, the rest are gonna soon follow. But if, if I'm not mistaken, they were going after like single family homes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd have to double check on that. But like, I mean, the market's been so hot for so long. Like when we bought this house in 2018, yeah, uh, it went on the market. By the time we saw it, it was 12 hours hours after it hit. And there was already four offers in. Damn. And they were making a decision. That <laughs> so um, and we weren't even the highest bid. No, I believe it. At least so you what got happened? It. What happened? How did you get so it? So we were the second highest. So we had an escalation clause because they priced it perfectly. They were like, damn, you can get this house for this price. And no, they knew full well they were trying to like create a bidding war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we had an escalation clause where like anybody, like whatever amount, uh, they bid above us. We would bid a, like twelve hundred dollars above them, up to a certain point. And like everybody has these clauses built in, so the escalation clauses just like magically just drive the price up. Yeah. Um, but we wa- we like waived contingencies. Like we didn't. We're like, no, we won't. You know what? We'll buy it without a home inspection. We'll buy it without this. Oh wow! And that was the only way. Yeah. And the people who who like outbid us, I think they had like a VA loan. And VA loans, like you, you have, have to, to have, have all, all that, that stuff. stuff. Yeah, you have to yep. have. Because I was gonna say, like, how were you able? Because like when I was looking into a house or whatever, I was like, dude, the everybody was saying that you have to have a home inspection, and I was like, man, because like that was just like, I was always told you had to have a house. You had inspection. to have all these things. You had no, to have- so no, you you do you need so your mortgages will require that. Right. But what you tell them is like. I'm not going to make the offer contingent on that house inspection. So no okay. matter how poorly or good it does in that inspection, I can't pull out because of the inspection. Oh, but uh, what is the company will still like require that, but you're just telling the buyer, the seller, you're like, Hey, like no matter okay. what, like this, this deal is not contingent on how well it does in this inspection. The only thing that might keep the con- like contingency is, that- is like the appraisal. Okay. So, so like, what did you say? Like, what did you mean by a VA loan? Like a first time buyer's home, uh, loan or something? Uh, no, yeah, it's it's like a military thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah veterans I, administration loan. Okay. Yeah, when I hear VA, I think of like veterans affairs. I think of a car. I think of my VA. I almost VA. thought you were gonna say like VA. You know, like yeah. Virginia. It's a Virginia loan. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, yeah, we got a VA on, like, one of our properties because it was, like, super cheap. It's, like, super easy. Like, you don't have to have any money down. You can finance 100% of the house. Wow. So, have you ever... And heard, get, like, a super competitive rate. Have you ever heard of something, like, where, like, like so... They send you to Atlantic City for free and give you free money and... Do they really? Like, a free bus. 
No. no. <laughs> Is Atlantic City still alive? No, it's dead. No. I heard it was dead, dead. It's in the grave. It's, it's awful. I was watching like old mobster movies, and they're like, Atlantic City, one of the... Oh, one of the crime hotspots, but also one of the greatest nightlifes you can have. The crime hotspots. <laughs> yeah, so what were we saying? What were you asking? Heard about what? Oh, so like, is there something where like, say like uh, a family member dies and they don't have any kids or anything? What happens to that person's house? Like, yo, this shit got dark. Uh, <laughs> so it goes into an estate. Or like... Yeah, this is an estate that's created. Okay, so like... I met some guy at the casino where he was saying he flips houses, but he only buys certain houses. He's like, I only buy certain houses, I pay them in cash, and then I flip them. But the houses that I get, everybody's able to bid for them. But it's like if if like somebody dies and they didn't want the house or somebody like it, it was a certain type of case or something like that where it was like there's special needs to the house or whatever how often did these pop up he says it's actually Yo, they, it's pretty often yeah i know what you're talking about They're, these are probably like the um so like there's certain okay so there's like a couple things that can happen right so they're called like probate offers yes right? so that's like, what it's called um, i think yeah, like if there's like taxes or something that are like unpaid on the property okay. um, and the state might take control over it, you can like buy the rights to like paying off the taxes and then uh, assuming the house after that. So like you can get them like really cheap. It, it's, it varies like state by state, county by county. Really? Uh, but th- those are the kind of things. Or though like you can go to these people like so you can pull like um, – public information like you know somebody owes like a like a shit ton of taxes right but maybe uh, they own their home because they've been there forever yeah. you can go to them and be like hey i'll buy this house i'll pay the taxes and and maybe give you a little bit of money and i keep it like it's my house now but i get you out of this like you know this this yeah. shit that you're in and then they can kind of move on so like people will do that they'll like kind of you know target those people they'll pull these like lists or like yeah recently deceased and they'll go like like to the to the heirs of the the property who don't want it and they're like i'll take this off your hands like no worries wow you know i'm shocked that you know so much about this to be honest with you how moral (laughs) is this i mean like it's it's like he said it's like there's no morals in finance son yeah i mean you gotta be point there yeah especially in business when it comes to money it's very competitive and you gotta be very ruthless but the thing is we're a christian nation after all but the thing is is like he says he makes a lot of money doing that, though. Like, yeah, you know, you can make a lot of money. I mean, you got to be really diligent. Like, a lot of the people who do that, though, like, they're hustling hard. Oh, yeah. Because you got to be, like, hitting those sheets. You got to wait for those probates to come out. Um, you got to, like, kind of know the laws around there. And you got to be, like, making phone calls. Like, you're cold calling people. You know what I mean? Really? Like, you're knocking on doors. Yeah. So, like, it sounds, I don't know. I'm not going to, like, deny what this guy's saying he probably did it once or twice and now he's a hustler you know what i mean like come on bro like cool like a lot of people who do that stuff they do that they do it full time because it takes a lot of time okay. like, you could probably do one every once in a while yeah but like okay so so you get this property and you're trying to flip it so not only do you got to like find the property make the offers get it done then you gotta you know get a contractor in there you know, I guess if you do it enough, you have enough capital, you can just like be going straight cash all over the place and do multiple properties at once. But like, you still got to 
pay for the rehab. You still got to pay to market it. You still got to pay to sell it like a real. Oh my so, God. Like, yeah. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It takes time. That's a lot, man. Yeah. But so, if he makes a lot of money doing it, yeah, I mean, like, you think it's worth it? It's an investment. It is an investment. And that's what he's, uh, that's what it was called a probate, um, probate real estate. Is that, is that? It's like probate. Lien. They, like every state, like they, they'll, they'll call them like probate lists. They come out, they're like issued out. Like, uh, you, you can find things like it could be like dumb stuff, dude. Like, there's also things where you can buy the rights to tax liens on people's houses, what? so they gotta pay you. What? Yeah, it's there's like some wild stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, like, you so can buy, buy the debt, rights, man. Mm. You can buy the rights to these like tax liens, right? The state will sell them to you. Yeah, and uh, so then you can go to these people, like, you gotta pay me this money, or like I'm taking your house. Jeez. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> Like not <laughs> every it's, do, it's, it's not like everywhere, but like in a lot of states you can do stuff like that. Wow. There's some like wild stuff out there. I heard like you know, like uh Chick-fil-A or whatever, or like McDonald's. Remember, did you watch the founder, the movie? Like that's how he got McDonald's. Uh no, I didn't watch that was the one with Michael Keaton, right? Yeah. Well how he got McDonald's no, Yeah, how he got McDonald's was real estate. He he started owning the land. Yeah, that's that was their big thing, right? It was like you're yeah. not a you're not a restaurant company, you're, you're a real, real estate, estate company. company. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because I think yeah. they're one of the biggest real estates. McDonald's has like close to like biggest real estate in the country. I think, right? Uh, I mean, probably second to the Catholic Church, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> the Catholic message. Church is like the largest landholder in like a, the United States. Don't have to pay taxes, man. Don't have to pay <laughs> no taxes. No man. taxes. Yeah. It helps. And that's probably Scientology. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. They they got a lot, dude. Scientology. It's crazy. It's smart. When you get all those smart people together and you figure out ways around the laws and stuff like that, can't blame them. You gotta play the game. Is that the game you're trying to play? Yeah, man? like for sure. I mean, yeah, that's a. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, like, hey, all right, dude. Let's- yeah, I mean, you know, so there's like, there's like multiple ways when you talk about real estate. Like, there's like two methods right now, right? There was like the Burr method, uh, which was really hot after 2008 up until a couple of years ago when it started drying up. So it's, uh, it's like you buy it, you rehab it, yeah, you rent it, you refinance it, and then you repeat. Right. So it's like B and four R's or whatever. Um, so, you know, you buy it, you rehab it, you get it rented out. You base the fact that you rehabbed it, that it's appreciated because you probably bought in all cash or with a hard money loan. Um, you got it rented out. So now it's it's income producing. So when you refinance it, you should be able to pull all of your cash out and then some. Oh, and, and then free. you dump that into and then you do, yep, you do like a 1031 exchange like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And then you dump that into the next property. And, and you, so like Go ahead. So I was going to say um you said that was popular within like 2008, right? And that's no longer popular. Why why is that? No, it's still it's still popular. Well, one the market got pretty saturated because everybody was trying to do it. Once people started like having cash and capital and stuff, like they just started going after stuff like that because one properties were cheap, rehabs weren't that expensive, and the rental market was pretty hot because people weren't buying houses, they were just renting. Um, but as like property values have increased over the years, you've just seen the profit margins kind of just like reduce. Um, so then you got to kind of like it was more of a a way to get cash quick but still hold the property but now it's like kind of it's like a long it's still pretty popular but it's more of a long-term burn right you know you know uh your margin's gonna be a little thinner 
but you know, you're banking on holding on to it for a long time and getting that appreciation. All right. So, so what's the what's the other method? Uh, I mean, then it's just like flipping, right? Uh, it's just going in, yeah. buying it, re- you know, cheap, and then flipping it to build that capital. And those are like the two big real estate investment things, right? So you always hear like buy and hold or flip, and then the, the you know buy and hold. Like you can buy a turnkey property and just rent it out. Like we've done that, you know, with minimal renovation. Yeah. But then there's the burr because you can get them so cheap, but you got to put a good bit of money into it. But you're banking on the appreciation being yeah. worth it, where you can pull all of your money out. Yeah. And you're buying like a turnkey kind of place. You're not you're not looking to refinance it, right? You're looking to get a a solid mortgage on it right off the bat, unless you can pay cash. But you know, you're not really looking to to make any appreciation in the short term to fund something else. You're looking very long term down the road, just like income producing. You know, maybe you can get some appreciation after five or 10 years and sell it and then take that and roll it into something new. Okay. So, so you, it's, just, so, it's like a couple different mindsets. So you go through, you, you prefer the Burr method at the time, right? At this moment. I haven't, I haven't, I mean, I would love to get into, I haven't done a Burr yet. Uh, no. Because like, because like, that's the thing is like, where are these people buying Burrs, right? They're buying them in kind of like lower income neighborhoods um, because like we don't have a huge foreclosure market anymore, right? That's where it started. People were buying these like pretty good, like oh, nice single family homes, like dirt yeah. cheap, needed minimal res- renovations, mm-hmm. and they were just like banking on them, right? Yeah. Because then the housing uh, property values were just going up, yeah. and so they were just able to buy them super cheap and like pour a shit ton of money out that and rent the them. So they're income producing, and they got to make all the money off the equity. That was the bubble. So right? like. Uh, no, it was after no, the bubble. No, this is post bubble. Oh, okay. the the bubble was a mortgage crisis, right? Right, like Goldman Sachs and Bear Stearns and all those Freddie guys. May. Yeah, Freddie May, uh, uh, Freddie Mac, yeah, Fannie Mae. Um, that was them, you know, bundling really shitty mortgages with nice, with like good mortgages, and you know, these people were just like foreclosing mm. on these houses, and it just like. It was just like a domino effect. Yeah, it got crazy. It exploded. When, uh, Glass Steagle. Much short. Okay, so you said so. What which method do you prefer? Like, if you had to create a new method into like real estate, like how would you go about it? Like, what's your way? Man, right now I'm just like trying. If I can find something that's like semi turnkey, and I know that, uh, like for me, it's like the math problem, right? It's just like. Can I rent this for more than it's going to cost me? Uh, and how long is it going to take me to get my money, my cash back out of it? Right. Right. And how little can I leverage myself? Right. Like, so I want to put as minimal as I can down, but know that like every month I'm going to be cash positive. And within X amount of months, I should be able to get my down payment back mm. from that plus costs and stuff. Um, now, I would like to get into the Burr method. I've been actually really like looking hard. You know, we uh, we just set up our our LLC for real estate investing. There you go. Uh, so it, it's finding the right opportunity and just pulling the trigger. Yeah. Um, and I, I found a couple, and I haven't really pulled the trigger on any, mainly just because of like work stuff, uh, like traveling. Um, yeah. But I think we're going to be getting close within the next couple weeks into buying something like quick. So. Okay. We'll see, man. And it's like, it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to feel it out, right? Like I want to buy something quick. I want to rehab it on a decent timeline and then either 
see what the market's looking like um or well and or put my uh put it out there for rent right so like if we can get a renter quick i'll just rent it out and then try you know to refinance it and, and go from there but if a renter's not coming you know just like put it on the market and sell and whichever one comes first a good renter or um you know a buyer I totally get that. So you're saying like, um, I, I know you're really focusing on what can be the most turnkey when it comes to that, but do you think uh, the burr would be closer to that than anything else? Closer to the turnkey? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's, I mean, that, that's pretty much what he was. Exp- I mean, the burr method, man. I mean, like I mean, some of those houses are like dilapidated, like well, you, you mentioned through. like, you know, a lot of them were like in low, low income neighborhoods. So yeah, I, nowadays, I, yeah, you're, yeah. So I imagine, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty shitty. I'm sure. Yeah, you can find them like kind of all over the place. So like the best place to like find properties that are like rough, like really rough and cheap, are finding like people who wholesale them. And wholesaling is like a whole nother world. Wow, it's like wild. What about um, so wholesalers are crazy, dude. Okay, so um, what about what? How much does uh, would you say this contributes to your whole income? By the end of the year. Uh, you mean like how much are we making from our current investment properties? Yeah. Like like percentage wise. Like, like 20%, 10%. Uh, like net, net, net profit. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I would say, yeah, I'd say we're probably getting close to 10%. Dude, that's amazing. Do you have any yeah. goals? I mean, like when, when you look at it on paper... It's a lot more than that, right? But once you start like subtracting all your costs and everything, right, like right. our technical income, quote unquote, yeah. is a lot higher. But you it's know, a, I think. Um, but it's a second stream of rents, income. That's amazing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, like the, the real plan is. Income. Yeah, and the real plan is like in the next ten to fifteen years, like have them all paid off. So like, yeah, it's just then it's know, just profit. Uh, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's just pure profit. Like. I think I said this to you guys last time. Like my idea is yeah. when I retire, like I want my passive income to just I like not even notice. Right. Like it's just gonna be exactly what I was making at, you know, or more. And I can just keep rolling. Have those business cards to say Chris Mogul. Now now <laughs> now have you ever looked into like commercial real estate? Like um like apartment building? Yeah. So apartment building isn't uh, so okay. So here's the thing. So when you're looking at and this is how mortgages are characterized too, unless you're getting into like DSCR lo- like loans and stuff, which are like all commercial, but not always. Um, so anything four units or less is considered residential. Okay. Okay. okay so like- all right. So an apartment built, anything four units or less. Okay. Anything five or more is considered a commercial building. Now there's like commercial because it's just the size of the building, but then there's like commercial, like retail and things of that nature, which have a completely different lease structure. It's like a whole nother world, right? Because you're not, you know, you're not looking at dwellings. You're looking at like retail and, and, and things of that nature. Um, they're just two different monsters. Like I, I would love, my goal is to buy like a storage unit. Oh. Like some kind of like bunch of storage units, like your overhead's pretty minimal, yeah. you know, what you, if you've ever gotten a storage unit, like you're just like signing, like, I don't like, doesn't matter yeah. what happens. It's not the, the owner's fault. It's your yeah. fault. You know, we're not liable for any of that. Why? Um, but hold on though. Why is yeah. that, I mean, now that you say that, because like that is a, that is a very good, 
how how would you go about buying like some land and literally building your own storage like public storage units in there like how do you know the process or how to go through that yeah so i mean it, it's either a couple different ways right like you can either buy an existing one right if you want to buy to build like you got to buy the land you got to make sure it's zoned properly for whatever commercial uh purposes right really a lot of that stuff you need a lot of cash or some kind of business loan where you can go to a, a bank and be like, this yeah. is my business plan. I don't really have any cash down, but I think because of this and we're going to be making this much money and then you know, uh, this dwelling or structure on this land is going to increase the value. So you know, we're going to see an equity increase and then that, an appreciation in the next like year or two where we can refinance out of it or something like that, right? Um, then you get kind of creative. Hmm. But really, it just comes down to like... Um, you know, zoning and having capital to you, the, the easiest thing is to buy the land in cash. If you can find a good spot, buy the land and you know, it's zoned properly, or you can ask for it to, you know, you can petition to get it rezoned, which can take a long time uh, and then get the loan, like a builder's loan or a small business loan to build the actual mm. wow. uh, units themselves. Yeah. And then you can host the next episode of storage wars when people like uh lapse on their <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. Like that would be dope. Also, you yeah, you know what a good moneymaker is is uh is car washes too, like self car washes. Dude, I I've heard that. I've heard car washes and laundromats. But really. I heard that's for like drug dealers. Laundromats, yeah. That's just what I heard though. Yeah, because because they make money, cash, right? It's cash. and you can hide it really easily. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like cash money. You can filter through. I mean, yeah, but like I know somebody who like bought this like little self car wash they just like lucked in it was just luck right they bought it pretty cheap and they made all their money back within like two months what? and literally they just go out there and they just like refill the soap and like empty the change and they'll just make like hundreds of dollars a day dude that's you know that's a turnkey to work yeah yeah like, that's pretty it's nice wild yeah those things are wild uh, have, you, have you thought you about know. going into something like that Besides like storage, yeah. but like car wash laundromats. Yeah. I, I, I know a big thing in Chicago was a uh, gas station. <sighs> gas stations are so expensive though. Yeah. And they're 24 I mean, you're hours. talking for a good gas station, you're talking a million plus. God damn. Yeah. Then you got to have employees. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. I mean, you either have to have an employee at least because if, if you want it 24 hours, like you can't work it all the time. And then two, you're dealing with like flammable liquids and shit. Like, yeah. Hazardous yeah. material. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I would be all about like a laundromat seems cool. Um, that storage thing seems and what, very cool. Actually, I feel like that is a huge yeah. money maker. Well, yeah, because you're just running out the space. You're not providing too much of a service. Like yeah. as gas station, you got to provide the gas, yeah. the car wash at least. Well, the, yeah, you're you know, like the bro, utilities of that, bro. Twenty dollars a month or something, and then you get like a hundred storage dollars a month. Well, I mean, like I don't know, I don't bro. know how much story. I don't. I never did research. Yeah, you on should it. not own a storage company if you charge twenty dollars a month. So. <laughs> I was just putting like, in small storage <laughs> units are like a hundred dollars a month for like a small one, dude. Yeah, no, dude, I still have one in West Virginia. If you have a, a hundred and you have a hundred other storage and you sell them for a hundred dollars a storage in your oh dude that's a hundred grand that's a lot that, oh, that's crazy you check your math on that that's ten thousand a month that's ten thousand a month but a hundred <laughs> grand that's 120 a year yeah you know yeah i mean you know it just depends like there's so many different like opportunities out there when it comes to like real estate and stuff you just kind of like you either gotta like pick your lane to get started 
Or you just got to be like, you know what? You got to have a vision and be like, I'm only going to settle for this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. Like it just you know. hit me as we were talking about this, but like since I'm moving to Chicago soon, my thing is how about, um, and, and bear with me here, how about buying a parking lot? They'll, oh, like the self, the self, well, I mean, like the self parking. Oh. Not just self parking, but just the parking lot. Parking is is is, is big in Chicago. Big in Chicago because yeah. you need to park somewhere. And 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 the thing is, is like so if you park in Chicago, and they right, gouge. They gouge you, especially after like two or three in the morning, and you want to get your car. They gouge you, and you're already drunk, wasted, or whatever. And they're like, "Yeah, it's fifty dollars for you to leave." Especially and you're gonna if pay you're it like regardless. A, a nice district where like you know there's a lot of bars, a lot of entertainment. Yeah, I I, I feel like that would be something. I mean, parking lots are legit, like, but like the places you want to buy them, those people already own them and they ain't doing, they ain't selling those things. Yeah, they're not going to sell it. low maintenance. Uh, I mean, if you look at like, I don't know how it is in Chicago, but I know like DC, like Georgetown, you can buy a parking space. It's $50,000 for a parking space, right? Like $50,000. Wild. I mean, Georgetown (laughs) is, it's Georgetown. I mean, wild, bro. Bougie but shit. but hold on, but hold on. How much? How you have to sell that parking spot for how much a day? You to make, bro? These people aren't selling, aren't renting it out. They're using it just to park their car because they. Live <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, what? to be honest, if spots. if you could, uh, I mean, to be honest, it's Georgetown. If you're buying a parking space, you that's you you found that money in the couch. But I'm saying is, dude. Fifty thousand. You know how many times I've been fooled on Zillow, and I pull it up, and it's a parking spot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was like looking through Zillow and stuff, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to buy this. I'm trying to like look at properties I can buy, and I look at, I'm just like, oh, here's a cheap like 120 grand one, and it's like swamp. He's like, (laughs) he's like, dude. He's like, I'm about to find this gem, bro. I'm about to, I'm I'm hustling. I'm finding this gem right. Oh, how am I the only one seeing this? Babe, babe. Please tell me they have like 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 twenty odd pictures of like every single angle vantage point of that fucking parking oh, lot. Oh yeah, and it and it doesn't look like the parking space. You're like, is this that building? Like, oh Yo, my look God. Like, this is gonna be dope. You're standing on it. What do you mean I'm yeah. standing on it? As this soon as you park, spot. as soon as you park the visit, they're just like, man, you're you're in the thick of the action right now. <laughs> You'll you'll see wild stuff like that, uh, like DC and stuff. Like they'll be selling lots, like a hundred foot by hundred foot, and you're like, man, that's. A, you'll see like, oh land, look how cheap this is, and you realize like, you can't build a house on it. It's just a, a piece of land that people don't want anymore. It's wild. So like like you said, like if you buy the land and it has to be zoned, what does zoned mean? Like what does that directly that just mean? That that just means like the county or whoever has like uh, authority over that says like you can build this there right like oh, zoning there's okay, zoning laws okay. like okay on this in this area you can build you know a mall or like you can build single family homes or you can build like multi-family homes but they can only, maybe only be this tall you, hey you know a good example of this is like when we lived in Westminster yeah the mall right yeah they had to Cranberry. rezone that whole mall Cranberry Mall they had to go through the whole like town council and pass a bill so that they could build Boscovs with the second floor. Really? Because it was only zoned to be a one story. Well, who building. could? I feel like Boscovs wasn't really worth it. Who controls? Who can? No, 
Ew, remember Belk? Belk. Like, look at who's coming up with Every time names, I go back bro. to Maryland, I'm just like looking at Cranberry. I'm just like, I've never seen these stores anywhere else. <laughs> I remember when they got Dick Sporting Goods. It was like, finally, a real store. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That was, that was like groundbreaking, dude. And then like, what was it? Like, uh... What was that sports store in, so, uh, inside the mall? Shank and Tittle. Yeah, Shank dude, it sounds like a I forgot about Shank and Tittle. <laughs> dude, it sounds dude, like a back sex in the day. move. Back like... in the day. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, who named that shit? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, we're coming Have from... Have you seen what it is recently? No. No, I, I went into it a few years ago, and it's turned into, like, one of those, like, knickknack stores. Like, I, I remember walking out, I'm just like, man, I can buy anything I want. With a Confederate flag on it here. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. They had a birdhouse, man. It was crazy. I mean, like, dude, like, I'm pretty sure, like, malls are dead. Oh, that one's especially dead. Malls are dead. That, well, one's, been, that one's been dead for a minute. But but hold on, though. Here's a, here's an opportunity, though. What if we buy? What if we buy? <laughs> what if we want to buy Cranberry? What if we buy a mall? What can you turn that into, though? You could probably turn that into a warehouse, an Amazon warehouse or something, right? You can yeah, turn- I mean, Amazon's already doing that stuff. Yeah. They're buying um, malls and turning it into warehouses? The, yeah, sure. Well, the, a lot of times they, they'll buy them and they'll just tear them down because the land's worth more because it's already zoned properly. It's a big open space. It's got right. parking. You know what I mean? They just tear right. the mall down and build whatever they want. There's a completely uh, dead mall five miles south from uh, – not even five miles south from here that if you want, dude, we can – You'd have to like submit uh, a proposal of what you want to do with it, but the last thing they want is more houses. They, they uh, there's this there's this old mall right by the condo that we own, and uh, they they tore it down, Landmark Mall, and they're building a giant state of the art hospital campus. Oh wow! I almost had a heart attack. I was like, yeah. you better not be talking about Tyson. No, oh, no, no, no. Tyson's That's the one mall that's still alive. I was just there. It's- I, like- <laughs> that was, I have a lot of memories in Tyson, dude. I, I don't want that to go away. I, I remember last time I was in Maryland, I wanted to go to Owings Mills, and I had no idea it was just gone. And every time I like yeah. put in the Google Maps, I was like, why is it taking me to a fucking Whole, Food- Whole Foods, dude? <laughs> and then I saw like, the- Columbia Mall still kicking. That yeah. one is still very popular. I last time I went there it was like 2019 and it was still popping. That yeah, was- they put a bunch of like new restaurants and stuff. It got a nice like facelift. Yeah, yeah. Owings Mills though, man. That place that was yeah. I remember I was trying to go there and I was like, man, where is this place? I, I swear to God it was right here. <laughs> yeah, no, they- now it's just like a giant parking lot with a Costco. <laughs> Dude, it, it died and they wasted no time and just destroyed it. Dude, yeah. They wasted no time. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it's wild, bro. I was kind of sad because, yeah, you know, that's like a preeminent, like, childhood memory of going to Owens Mills. Yeah. That and, like, remember, like, Arundel Mills was built and, like, that was, like, the hotness. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Arundel Mills. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. Jason Theater and stuff. Is it dead? Yeah. I don't know if it's nah, there. It's, it's not bad. So, like, I was just there the other day because they, uh, they put a yard house in there. So we go there after work sometimes. And, I mean, it still seemed, like, pretty decent because, like, I mean – most of the people are there usually eating or going to the casino. So, oh, like, oh, they got a casino. Was it like live or something? Yeah. It, it, they yeah, got, yeah uh, live. Yeah, yeah. I forgot they got a casino there. That's there probably you go, the man. There's why. another real estate opportunity. Buy a casino. Yeah. I, I really, in, in all honesty, in all honesty, I really want to own a casino. But I know the likelihood of that is very, very, very unlikely. It'd be slim, but you also it's lose so your corrupt. mind and no, paranoia. No, it's so corrupt. I, I, I imagine it is corrupt. It is so corrupt. I imagine you'd be that guy on the eye of the sky 
just looking down and be like, this bitch just lost a dollar. No. Tap him out. Tap out this dealer right now. He lost a dollar. I would be. No, a, you, you know what the real money is going to be is virtual casinos. Virtual as, casinos? As like online gambling. Be, yeah, as online gambling becomes like more accepted. Like, I mean, if you look at like DraftKings and, and all those mm. like, and Barstool, man, they they hedge their bets and it's paying off for them. I, I imagine. You know like, what I mean? When you could like uh, do sports gambling outside of Las Vegas, when that bill was rat, when that uh, bill was introduced, I was just like, "This is groundbreaking." Yeah, like, it was definitely groundbreaking because they broke their monopoly off of Vegas. So, but I mean, like, yeah, it, it was think, like New Jersey was the first, I think. Mm-hmm. So New you, Jersey was the first online gambling. How can you like? How how is how can you even make that a thing though? Like. Besides sports betting, right? I mean, you can play blackjack and stuff. Like, it's just a virtual environment. It's just online gaming. Right. You at least need to program it. And, of course, the house, you know, you you, you need the advantage, but you also need the money to, you know, pay off the bad times. I the, feel like the hard one is going to be, like, craps and, like, roulette and stuff because people are never going to see it as being, like, totally. Yeah. Legit. It, Legit. Yeah, that's what and I'm I imagine saying. the like, tax are probably you, out the ass. How can you play a virtual a virtual like gambling thing with real money and then be like, oh, this isn't rigged at all? Because I mean, like, wasn't that a big thing with the um, the virtual poker? Remember back in the day, like people were because of the algorithm was you really like you weren't going to win. Well, I mean, with poker though, you're just playing with the people at the table. Yeah. But I mean, like they were having these. I mean, are you talking about what, what kind of poker are you talking about? Because, like, I mean, what about those like poker machines at the bar and casinos? Like, people play those things all the time, and they know the odds are stacked against. That's people, true. But here's the thing, too: is like, um, perfect example, uh, slot machines. Yeah. They're all digital now. They are. They They're are all digital. All digital. Like it is literally just a programmer, and, and they people are, are still everywhere. Too. They're still going to droves to those things, right? That's true. I I went to a I went to a little like hole in the wall fucking place. It was called Corn Beef Factory because I was feeling a Reuben for some reason, and like the place was dead, but they were uh, attached to them. Attached to them were uh, like a little uh, a little video gaming place, and it was just packed to the brim. And this was like at noon on a weekday. It's okay. popular, but um, yeah, if you can learn how to like make one of them, then perhaps you know. I just think everything's moving virtually, right? And it, it might not be like on your computer screen, but it might be like VR. VR would be. Have you ever tried like the maybe Oculus? Ah, uh, it was like years ago, like when it first came out, but not since. I'm not gonna lie to you. I tried. Jordan has one, and I tried it, and that is definitely the future. Oh, because you tried the 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 NFL quarterback game, dude. Let me tell you, that is definitely the future. And did you hear about the AI thing? Like with all this AI, oh, with like Chat GDP, Chat GPT, yeah. GPD. Even like like how how can we how can we? Because like the thing is is like I feel like we always like we've always been doing everything that everybody else is doing, and now they're making money for what we used to do, and now we have to get ahead of the curve. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Called innovation. No, I mean like yeah, not just innovation. Is I'm saying is like I feel like we always just barely miss it. You know what I mean? Like if YouTube, it's because, man, it's because like they, these people have like money, yeah, right. It's really like funding and finding the like you got to go out there 
and like get enough money and capital to where you can develop these things and not worry about like losing your house. Right. You know what I mean? And know you're not going to be profitable. Meta has actually lost money because of how much they poured into the Oculus's future. And they bought Oculus. So much. They did. They they weren't, they bought it from like the original owners. Uh, They bought that company, right? Like these small startups too, they start doing stuff. One, because like they can keep it small they know what they're doing. They have a vision, and they know they're going to sell it if it hits. And they have an exit right? strategy. Make their bank, and they're yeah, they got an exit strategy, right? They're going to get their nut, and they're going to get out of there. Yeah. Google's already planning a, a release a competitor to Chat, oh, uh, really? the Chat GDP. Really? So, um, yeah, it's called Bard. It's going to be essentially the same thing, but as soon as one starts getting all the attention, there's going to be a million competitors from, especially these back uh, these uh, big. Silicon Valley competitors. I was listening to Sylvester Stallone. He was talking, right? And he was the one that wrote the script for Rocky. And he was trying to sell that script. And they kept lowballing him. And he and, and he said, no, I, I want to sell you the script. You make it. But I also want to star in it. And they were like, no, we don't want you to star in it. But we'll give you this. And he said, no. They came back. And he, and he was like, I still want to star in it. And they said, no, but here, we'll give you like a half a million or something. And he said, no. You know what I mean? He kept holding out yeah. until until like they that he got the star in the movie and he got the number of the money that he want. And when he was asking for like the money, like he said, like, dude, he didn't even have lights in his house. You know what I mean? Like he, like he was probably he was like eating like once a day, but he knew in his heart. Like, this movie was, like, so good and that, like, it would start his career in acting. Like, he was not going to settle for anything. I think that's key, like you said. Like, I mean, determination is a big factor when it comes to, especially in something like acting, entertainment business. But my thing is, my thing is, is, is like, if somebody off, like, if you literally have nothing and somebody offers you, like, the largest amount of money that you've ever seen before and you're like, no, I'm going to hold out. Like, you go through a lot of things. Like, you have fear. Like, oh, maybe I'll never get another offer like that again. But how Dude. rare is that? I don't know, man. Like, It's, it's got to be super rare. I mean, like, there's so many, like, screenwriters and stuff out there that just never make it. Exactly. And they hold out. And they hold out because, like, they don't want to sell it because, uh, uh, you know, they want creative control and, the you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, another one uh, was, like, um, you know, selling like certain movies, they what do they call like, on spec? Like they write the whole movie out, thinking like, you know, you're not just pitching an idea or a storyboard. You're like selling a script, um, thinking that it will do well. Uh, like um, I saw an interview with like M Night Shyamalan when he did Sixth Sense. Uh, he yeah. was like talking to like Howard Stern or something about how he like spent a whole year just like writing that script Jeez. because he wasn't a good writer, so it took him a long time to do it. Uh, and then he was, he managed to like, you know, I think he directed it too. Right. So like, I, I feel like, you know, when you have a good idea and you can take the time to work on it, it's great and all, but like, again, like these are like one in a million. It's not like super common. Well, exactly. I mean, right. The people that made Snapchat too, they did the same thing. Cause they said they were approached by, you know, Facebook, they were approached by meta and yeah. they were like, uh, they were trying to get Snapchat to sell, but they didn't sell. Now Snapchat but, is still. 
It's a billion dollar company. I mean, Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix. Oh, I know. And they fumbled the bag. They fumbled right there. Yeah. And they- yeah, I mean, you know, it's like one of those things where like, you know, they're like, oh, wait, you want me to like mail you? St-? I mean, also people forget that Netflix was mailing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there was no streaming. Yeah. It was like you were like waiting for those like, you know, DVDs. Oh, in the mail. yeah, dude. Those like. Those Little those pouches. DVDs that those you never heard. I remember when we we got the Yu Yu Hakusho DVDs, but, but that was the thing though. Like, my, well, mean, Redbox, yeah. yeah. But that was the thing with Netflix, though. It was like it would be like that was their advertisement. It would be at your door within like two to three days or something like that. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't until the streaming they really took it off. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Be, but because I remember then Blockbuster tried to do the same thing. They tried to copy what Netflix they did. did. You know what I mean? And even the video game thing, the Gamefly thing. Like, they all tried to replicate I that. Forgot about Gamefly. Yeah, I forgot they all about t- Gamefly with that one basketball player. They all tried to replicate that, that marketing uh, scheme because it worked out so good. Like, dude, it, people like to be lazy. People like simpler things. Like, all we have to do is figure out how to make something more simpler. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, like, malls are dying because of uh, Amazon is so convenient. Right. Right, I I, I I get that. What you do is just like not like there's two parts of like making your money, and that's inventing something or innovating something that already exists. I feel like I feel like the one thing about making money is that you have to see a problem, figure out the problem, and solve it, and solve it, and make it more simpler for people. And here, you know, kind of going on your laziness thing, bro. I think you're gonna see in the future like the demand to own a house is going to go down and people are just going to be cool with renting because they don't want to deal with the maintenance. They don't want to yeah. deal with whatever. want to like, you know, risk, you know, locking themselves down in an area for, you know, so like if you can own those, those properties and understand like, Hey, like let's do it. Yeah. Cause like, uh, what's my call? Like, I think like 50 cent, like, you know, like I hear like rappers or I hear like, um, other business people like Elon Musk, you know what I mean? All these high like profile celebrities, you know, that really know money, that talk about money, they don't own nothing. They rent everything. You know what I mean? Like there's no I, I know like there are like uh there's some there's some investors that they won't they'll own a ton of properties or whatever and they'll rent from themselves. Wow. That was kind of my plan. Through, through like a management company. Yeah, because oh yeah, 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 bro, that's crazy. <laughs> you said fifty cent. I think that's hilarious. Fifty cent made his money from vitamin water. Isn't that wild? Fifty million. Wild. I think he was like fifty million. I read his book. It was like uh, hustle hard or hustle smarter or something like that. Get rich or die trying. Yeah. No, but it was kind of brilliant. Actually, it was it was pretty smart. But yeah, he made his water. I mean, he made his money by water. Because cause everybody else at the time was uh, doing, like, alcohol and liquor and stuff like that. And 50 Cent doesn't drink, but he drinks water. So he's like... Well, the thing is, it's like, you yeah, know, he was, when it comes to alcohol, you have a like, limited... bottle of water for, like, $1.50. Yeah. Right. And when it How comes to alcohol, you have a limited audience. But with water, you have unlimited. That's what he said. That's exactly, like, word for word. That's what he said. That's the thing, That's the thing about, like, having a product. You want to expand to as much people as possible you don't want to limit it especially not a 21 and older right you right. want to get it into hands as many people as possible no i mean uh yeah i agree with you on yeah. that yeah for sure 
And I mean, like, that's why the, everybody is catering to, like, China and, you know, soon in, like, the next 10, 15 years, they're going to start catering to uh, Africans and stuff like that because their population is growing, stuff like that. Yeah, well, if Africans can stabilize, that would be nice. Oh, I mean, they're they're being stabilized, I feel like. Yeah? I mean, yeah. the union's doing good work, but, but, like, also China's coming in and doing the Belt and Road Initiative. But uh, but it's all about it's all about the people the who has the most people that they can market to. It's all that that's all that matters. India and India. India is the second highest population. Yeah, yeah. About think? to be the first soon. Now that the Chinese population's uh, decreasing for the first time ever. Oh yeah, crazy. Well, I mean, they had it was policy for a little bit. But they said, but they said within the next, uh, they said they did a study and they said within the next 20 years, it's going to be the Africans or Africa, the continent Africa. You know what I mean? That, like, yeah, but that's the continent itself. Like. Yeah. Because, because they're, they haven't been, they say within the next 20, 25 years, because they're all reproducing a lot. I mean, we'll see. Rapidly. Like, again, like, yeah, but like, the world can change in a lot in a decade. Yeah, Africa's just being pillaged, man, for their natural resources. Oh, for sure. That's what they got. Especially, um, what is it, Uh, lithium. Lithium's a big one. You drive a Tesla, don't you, Chris? Lithium is a big one. And I I use lithium for my iPhone. All right. On that note, um, that's the end of our first podcast of Back Society. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a great week. This is Jay signing off. This is S signing off. Hey, this is Chris. Later, guys. Hey. Thanks for listening to Bag Society. Check us out on BagSocietyPodcast.com for extras and follow us on your favorite podcast providers. <laughs>